Welcome to A Pint With Nature. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about <laughs> your worries and your strife. Do, 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 do. I mean the bare necessities. Necessities. Oh, recipes brings the bare necessities to life. Of life, sorrow. Of life. Of life. Terrible, terrible. You ruined it. I'll have to start again. Right. <laughs> From the top. Three, two. No, no, no. Don't be silly, Sorrel. I'm sure our listeners will uh, will put up with our efforts there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I got. A, there you go. Let's start with a quick one. Uh, you know, that's it's Baloo who sings that, right? From the Jungle Book. Yeah. But Baloo in Hindi actually means bear. So his name is just Bear. It's an inventive name. It'd be like if I was called Human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, to, to be fair, it's not used that much. Maybe it should be common trend from now on should we we should to call your child human yeah or child child <laughs> and when they grow up adult <laughs> is that the next yeah I'd, I'd have thought so yeah you've got child teen adult and then old person <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then dead oh <laughs> welcome to another episode of a pint with nature <laughs> and if you hadn't guessed it from our opening song and from Sorrel's lovely Baloo fact. This week we are talking all about bears. And you'll have to bear with us. Ah, oh, no, here we go. This is a week that no. could be full of puns really, isn't it? I'll try my best. I mean, my last name is Bearstow, so... Oh, you know, it is as well, yeah. I hope you've got lots of facts about me, Sorrel. Yeah, I do, I do actually. Good, good. I'm glad you do. But it seems appropriate to start off by telling you what beer we're drinking. It's it's because not necessarily one that you'd see in every supermarket. But this week we are drinking a beer called Bear Island, and we are drinking the lovely East Coast Pale Ale by them. Now this is a beer that is brewed in the oldest brewery in the UK, which is in Faversham, oh. in Kent. And the reason it is called Bear Island is because this brewery is right on the coast and they used to get all sorts of strange cargo coming from the US and that included that one day they got delivered a bear and his keeper and so in memory of this bear being delivered to the brewery they named a beer called Bear Island. That's a bit of a tongue twister. A beer called Bear. Beer called Bear Island, yeah. yeah. Well, at least they didn't call it a beer, beer called beer. Bear, bear. Bear, Bear, Bear. That's more of a There's bear beer at the Bear Island beer. Oh, that's good. That's good. Bear beer at the Bear Island beer brewery. Uh, there's bear beer at the bear beer at the Bear Island beer brewery. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 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 But as a result of these ties with the US, this is a beer that is based off of both US and British hops, and it has got a sort of deep golden, citrusy, caramelly, bitter sort of IPA flavour. So if that sounds like it's something you're like, then get on it. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should talk about, you know, this influence from America, because two-thirds of all the bears in the world actually live in North America. There's quite a big proportion of them. And one of the most common ones of those is the black bear. I think we've all heard of the black bear. Did you know, well, that, that black bears are not necessarily black? I don't know, a dark brown maybe then? Yeah, they can be dark brown, they can be reddish brown, they can be light brown, and they can even be white. Which, you know, doesn't really make any sense. But it happens, you know, you mutations in the genes, and, and 
But the white bears used to exist in America. I'm not sure if they're, they're very rare. I think they still exist, but they're very rare today. And they're known as spirit bears because the Native Americans used to think they had supernatural powers. What sort of powers? I was thinking, like, they could run really fast and they, they could grow fur and they had, like, really sharp teeth and they yeah, had four legs. Oh, I see, I see. Other stuff that uh, separates them from what a normal bear is like. But, but that, that is what all bears are like. Oh, yeah, no, um, okay, so they can run really slow, they only have two legs... They have no fur. So it's a human. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Spirit bears, also known as humans. No, interesting you should mention some of those facts, Sarah, because you're right. Bears are very quick, which I say wasn't something that... I mean, I knew that bears were, were pretty quick, but, I mean, this speed that I'm about to tell you, I, I think it's quite amazing. So the grizzly bear, yeah, is another one of only eight species of bear. I put that out there earlier. There's only eight species of bear, and there's Can you name them subspecies... All? Well, you got them all. Ooh, can yeah. I name them all? Yeah, go on. Okay, here you go. You're testing my research here. So I'm going to say there's the the black bear, both American and Asian. That is two different species. The brown bear, the panda bear, the polar bear, the sloth bear, the spectacled bear, and the sun bear. Oh. Nailed it. I know. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. But right now I'm talking about the grizzly, and I'm sure we'll talk. Wait, about you didn't even mention the grizzly bear in the eight species. <laughs> There's nine species of bear. <laughs> Wait, what is the grizzly bear then? Is it a brown bear? Is it a type of brown bear? Also known as the North American brown bear. Right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm very glad you pointed that out, sorry, because I had not even spotted that in all my research. Yeah, we would have got a lot of hate. <laughs> the fact of this week already goes to... No, no, I, I take that back. <laughs> Come on, listeners. But the grizzly bear. Going back to the grizzly. Or the American black bear. No. <laughs> the brown bear. American brown bear. <laughs> or the brown bear. You would have thought this As... would have been the least confusing because there's so little species compared to the weeks we've done. But so that far, it's that... been the most confusing group of animals yeah, that we've done. It is. It is. But I will get there eventually. So they can run between about 35 and 40 miles per hour mm. at their full speed, which is about the same speed as a greyhound when, it, when they go running around the track. Wow. Not only that, they can also sustain a speed of about 28 miles per hour for up to two miles. To give you an idea, Usain Bolt's stride is about 27.78 miles per hour. So if you put a grizzly bear or the, uh, the American brown bear nice. up against Usain Bolt, yeah. the bear would probably take him. Yeah. Although he'd probably just eat Usain Bolt as well. So no, well, yeah, yeah. In, in that respect. So this is a, it's a bit of advice. But this is actually... Oh, you know, Sorrel's advice. <laughs> quite a serious bit of advice this week because, you know, if you do come across a bear in the wild, the best thing to do is not to run. So Usain Bolt, of course, would be attacked because he was running alongside the grizzly bear. But the best thing to do is to play dead there was a story of a guy who actually did it in america and essentially he played dead and the bear just sort of played with him like a cat would play with his food but got bored after about five to ten minutes and then just left and the guy came out with a few scratches a few cuts and bruises and that was it so based on knowledge that we have play dead do not run yeah i mean i guess leonardo dicaprio did it right then by almost being dead in the, the revenant yeah oh he yeah. also killed the bear i guess yeah 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 depends what you but it, on, it, yeah. one of uh, you know very famous joke of course about being attacked by a bear you, you heard this one so no but you're going to tell me anyway two people are walking through the woods when they suddenly spot a bear running towards them and whilst one of them starts praying and you know accepts his fate the other one bends down and starts tying his, his laces and the one praying stops and says what are you 
doing? There's no point tying your laces. You can't outrun a bear. Ewan responds. No, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. Nice, yeah. yeah. So actually, if I, I'm going to give a piece of advice this week. If you do come across a bear in the wild, make sure you've got a much slower friend with you. And maybe a tastier looking friend. So like if it was me and you, Sorrel, I reckon you'd have a good chance because I reckon I'd look pretty tasty to a bear. I could see that. Yeah, lots of meat. Lots of meat for it to get through. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. There's my advice. Speaking of meat, I'll bring you on to polar bears quickly. <laughs> Yes. Did you know polar bears can hold 68 kilograms of meat in their stomach at one time? You know how heavy that is? You know, that's basically, that's almost the weight of me. That, that's that's a, an average human, you know, weighs that much. So they can hold an average human in their stomach. No, that is, you're right, that is a crazy amount of meat. Stuff. But they are, of course, the biggest land carnivore in the world. So I guess that doesn't, it doesn't surprise me too much. They are pretty big. No. But we'll no. come to polar bears properly in a minute, Sorrel, because I've got a good few polar bear facts. But first of all, I want to finish off on the grizzly bear or the American brown bear. I'm going to keep reiterating that. So that our viewers, unlike me, don't forget it. They have some amazing qualities other than their speed. For example, they have the biting force of over 1,200 psi, which I have no idea what it means. But <laughs> <laughs> to give you an idea, it is enough force that they could potentially crush a bowling ball with their bite. That's pretty good. Which is very impressive. I mean, yeah. it's another reason why, as well as their speed, you will not stand a chance against it. No. You know, no. you might decide to put on some, some armour but it just ain't working. No, yeah. That ain't working. Unless you wear armour that is two bowling balls thick all around yeah, you. Yeah, it's an excellent point, Sorrel. Might be a bit heavy, though. It'll be a bit heavy, but, you know, at least if you have those, then you wouldn't have to outrun them because they couldn't bite through it. And actually, if you make sure that the armour weighs like 67 kilograms, then once they've gotten through the armour, I yeah, guess they, yeah, they don't have any room for, for you. Uh, for anything else. And actually, Sorrel, <laughs> they might not have much room for you anyway because the grizzly bears will often spend up to 14 hours a day eating and one of their favourite foods is that in a day they can potentially eat excess of 40,000 moths. Wow. In one day? Yeah, yeah. Wow. To be honest, I'm quite surprised because I thought the moths would be more attracted to the sun bears. Right. Time to leave. Oh, come on. That was good. <laughs> That was quite clever, actually. I'll give you a little bit of credit. But they're not killing machines. They are actually very, very smart animals. Some of the smartest on Earth. So, for example, they have been known to remember food hotspots for up to 10 years after they have hunted there and returned to them if they find that they need somewhere else to hunt. As well as this, they have also been known to hide behind big rocks and trees when they come across human hunters to try and stop being detected. And have even been found to also camouflage their scent from prey by rolling around in rotting flesh. Mm, they are so quite pretty clever. Grim, they also clever. they also have learned a few of them have been known to shift rocks into bear traps so that the bear trap snaps and then they can take the bait safely. So they have become very well equipped to deal with hunters, these grizzly yeah. bears. And I guess it was these traits combined which led to explorer Zebulon Pike thinking it was a good idea to gift his good friend Thomas Jefferson that's President Thomas Jefferson to you two grizzly bear cubs as a gift in 1807. It's a pretty cool present. Yeah, that's a cool present. Unfortunately, couldn't control them very well and eventually donated them to a zoo. Yeah. And one of them was shot at the zoo. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. A bit, a bit of a sad end. But yeah. as gifts go, I mean, it's pretty generous. Well, I wouldn't have said he's the most famous or the president that we can link the best to bears because okay. you know what a teddy bear is, right? A cuddly... A cuddly... Toy. Toy. Okay, yeah? With okay, fluff. let's go with that. With fluff. It 
it came about because Theodore Roosevelt, one of the presidents of the United States, refused to shoot a black bear cub when he was hunting. And a cartoon, a cartoon in a newspaper, picked up on this. So they did like a cartoon sort of feature about it. And the toy manufacturers picked onto this and started calling these toys Teddy's Bear. And from then, it's then picked up and become a world-renowned thing that when you have a, a toy that's a bear, it's a soft, fluffy toy, it's a teddy bear. Oh, so, uh, I did not know that, sir. I like that a lot. That's a couple of presidents that are linked to linked to bears. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Sorrel, that is my grizzly bear facts that have come to an end. But I would like to go back to your polar bears that you were obviously very desperate to talk about. Because I have also been looking into them this week. And of course, you mentioned early on about black bears not always being black. Well, let me tell you that polar bear fur isn't actually white. It is actually translucent. It's see-through. And it only appears white because of the way that visible light is reflected off it. And actually, the skin underneath all that translucent fur is actually jet black. So if you're ever asked what colour a polar bear is, black. Except from the red bits when it's eating its prey. And that's pretty cool. There's some cool shots. And you see all that blood dripping around its mouth. Good on him. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's quite, you say that, but the extremities that polar bears go to to catch their prey is quite bizarre. They, they can swim up to 100 miles in one go just to get to different places. They can jump 2.4 metres high out the water to catch a seal on land, which is a ridiculous height to jump out the water. They can also smell up to 32 kilometres away, and they can smell a dead seal three feet under ice. The extremes they go to just to catch their prey is quite crazy. So I say well done if I see them with a bit of red because I was like, well, you did it. Well done. Finally made yeah, it. all very impressive, Sorrel, but actually less than 2% of polar bear hunts are actually successful. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So they do have some very cool abilities, but given the lack of prey around and the fact that they live on ice and in water it can be quite difficult for them to catch prey and actually they live spend so much time at water that they are the only species of bear that is classed as a marine mammal wow. along with you know your dolphins and your whales and seals and stuff they're classed as marine and michael phelps don't forget about michael phelps thank you sir for pointing that out but as a result of being a marine mammal, climate change isn't the only thing that is driving them to dwindling numbers. Another thing that is causing it is actually oil spills, which is something that obviously affects a lot of marine mammals. Oil spills can actually reduce the insulating effect of the polar bear's fur, which means they need to expend more energy to keep warm. As well as this, of course, the oil is poisonous if ingested and also pesticides are often ingested by them through the prey that they eat and these can really hinder their ability to reproduce and function properly so humans in general are doing a bit of a number on polar bears if we hadn't already seen the ice caps melting and that being horrible enough yeah not very nice is it no but all is not lost and one reason for this Cyril, is that even if we lose the polar bears, we might not lose the growler bears, or as others like to call them, the pizzly bears. <laughs> this is a hybrid of a polar bear and a grizzly bear. Now, which, which name do you prefer, Sorrel? The growler bear or the pizzly bear? Pizzly bear. 
Pizzly Bear. I knew Pizzly you would. Bear. I knew you would. It yeah. sounds like a rapper. But these are yeah, these are hybrids of polar bears and grizzly bears, who both of which we've spoken about so far. But they're usually birthed by polar bears. So of course we can't completely lose the polar bears if you want to keep polar bears around. And this is possible because actually polar bears and grizzly bears only really evolved away from each other about 150,000 years ago. That that might sound like a long time, but bear in mind that humans have been around for about 200,000 years. So polar bears and grizzly bears have separated as species within the sort of time frame of homo sapiens existing on earth. Hence why they can mate. But they do resemble polar bear behaviours more as a result of being birthed and raised by polar bear mothers. Makes sense. So, hence, we wouldn't completely lose the polar bear function if we can keep the uh, the growler bears about. Yeah. Well, you talk about um, mostly polar bears are the ones that have to give birth to these hybrids. But also, female polar bears are some of the only bears that actually truly hibernate. So, most bears that you think hibernate actually don't. They do something, something called torpor, which is very similar to hibernation but not quite because what happens in the state of torpor is that the bear can still be woken up by a noise or a touch but in pure hibernation the animal can't so most bears if you know there was a big bit of dirt or me prodding them with a stick they would probably wake up but female polar bears we do not advise this (laughs) no please don't go poking bears who are in the state of torpor with a stick But even so, even though it's torpor hibernation, there's only slight differences. The bears can still drop their heart rate to around eight beats per minute, which is very low. So, but it's it's an essential process for these female polar bears if they're trying to give birth to you know actual polar bears, all these hybrids, right? Because without hibernating, they wouldn't be able to survive the winter. It's a tough process for them up there in the north. So all of this, sorry, it seems to explain that. Do you remember that John Lewis advert with the the bear and the hare? Yeah, yeah. When the bear gets woken up by the alarm clock and is able to join all the other animals for, yeah, for Christmas. That's exactly it. Yeah, it was, it because, was able to happen because it wasn't actually yeah. hibernating. It yeah. was in torpor or whatever. You it, was it was torpor. Yeah, it was in torpor <laughs> state. Yeah. If you don't know what advert I'm on about, please look up the bear and the hare John Lewis advert. It's very cute. (laughs) It might make you cry, though, so there's a pre-warning there. But here you go. Something I bet you didn't know about bears hibernating is that they don't defecate is the correct terminology. I think the uh, the polite terminology. Uh, excuse me. This could Sorry. be this could be a children's show as well. You know, we, we don't. You know, it's a clean show. No need for those sort of words. Sorry, Mr. Cowan. I meant defecate. Yeah, you meant defecate or excrete. <laughs> yeah. No, but in hibernation, bears don't defecate. They recycle the body waste into proteins, and it's something that scientists still can't figure out how they do it. But but again, you know, this is a question that I think we could have with each other. Would you rather poo or would you rather recycle the nutrients? Oh, so that you I mean, never pooed. I mean, absolutely option number one, Sorrel. Option number one. Oh yeah, it's an absolute time waster during the day, isn't it? When you when you when you Wait, so you work, mean option you number two work. then? No 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 no. I, no, as in it's a good distraction. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to get away from work for a little bit, it's, it's, it's a pretty good distraction for me, isn't it? Oh no, need to go again. Oh, what a shame. Oh no. It won't stop, I swear, honestly. I don't know what I've eaten today. Yeah. At this point, sorry, I feel like it's part of my personality. So. Yeah. <laughs> there is a reason they call you Elliot Bearstow, isn't there? Really? No. No. I do the opposite of Bearstow. Yeah. Elliot. Elliot anti Bearstow. Non Bearstow. Yeah, non <laughs> right, Sorrel, after all that nonsense, I think we should bring things back on track by yeah. moving on to this week's unbelievable fact off. 
foot. I think you're right. Bear with us while we get on the facts, I think. Steal my puns, are you there, Sorrel? No, no, no. No, I would never. I would never. Never even dream of it. Go on then, Sorrel, tell me. Who won last week's fact off? You'll be surprised. You'll be Ooh. surprised. It yeah. must be me then. Uh, no. Oh. It was neither of us. <laughs> Great. It's, it's, it's my own fault really it's my own fault I keep putting options on the vote that says neither of you are winning and finally it's uh, backfired so I think we might have to call this one call last oh. week a failure and I'll have to learn from my mistakes in terms of the voting mechanism and we'll stick at 1-0 okay. still 1-0 so it's all to play for all to play it's for. all to play for I'll tell you what so given you uh, started last week then and this week it was a draw I guess I'll go first yeah this week, give so. you it yeah good good well fact number one I think this is one of the most topical facts we've ever had, Sorrel. Because my first fact is that it has been suggested that bears do in fact enjoy beers. So they would, we might have to get them on as a guest on one week. That sounds good. Because as an example, it was once found that at a campsite in Swift Creek, a bear, a black bear, had drank a 36-pack of beer and then had followed on to pass out in a tree in the campsite where it was then safely removed. What is even weirder about said bear is that not only did it enjoy the beers, but it actually was selective as well because it only actually had taste for one of the beers in particular. It was found that he loved a beer called Rainier but had completely avoided Bush. Not only do they enjoy beer, but they also know exactly which ones they do like. So, one week, I guess we'll just have to have them on as a yeah. special guest. Maybe that maybe that is the reason why your name is Elliot Bairstow, then, because you you love your beers, but you know you're very selective about them as well. Very selective, you're very selective, very selective about them as well. But uh, I guess also like me, Sorrel, is that they love their beer so much that they actually came back the next day to try and get more. Did they? <laughs> but this time, people were prepared, and uh, unfortunately, traps were set. To make sure that they could capture him and take him away for... See, that um, doesn't make sense. Why would you not just, as a trap, leave the bear that he liked around the perimeter so he didn't have to, oh, he didn't come in? Oh, they did. They they used a cage which was filled with donuts, honey, and two cans of Rainier beer. Only two cans. I know, that's a bit mean, isn't it? You yeah. can't get drunk off that. No. Uh, at least they tried. At least they tried, at least yeah. They tried. yeah. There you go. There's my first fact. So. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, tell you what, sort of links, loose link to my next one. We're uh, talking about links this week, sorry. We're talking about bears. Ah, uh, sorry. Right, a loose bear to my to my next fact. <laughs> uh, so the sun bear, it's got its name from something that exists in the sky, which is the sun, something that gives us daylight. But some bears are ironically nocturnal, a bit like the black bear in in Swift Creek. You know, loves a party at night, that sort of thing. But yeah, they're ironically nocturnal. They, they're the smallest bear species, hunting from tree to tree. But they have the longest tongue, longest bear tongue, 9.8 inches long is the longest one ever measured. The reason they have this long tongue is because they hunt They hunt at night, for, but they use this tongue to get inside the hives of bees, and bees are less active at night. So they go out at night and go get the honey Sun out of the, bear. the hives. More like the stung bear. Oh, nice, nice. But yeah, there you go. A few nighttime bears. Sun bear should be called the moon bear, I guess. Not the stung bear anymore. You change your mind. Well, it's either the it's either the stung bear or the moon bear. We'll we'll work it out. Well, I will move on to my uh, second fact now. But I'll start my second fact with a question, Sorrel. 
which is... It's not really a fact, then, is it? <laughs> it will be, it will be. How do you tell the age of a tree? The rings. The rings. The rings in the trunk in the bark. And as it turns out, Cyril, you age a bear in a very, very similar way. The most accurate method we have of determining the age of a bear is to cut a cross-section in the tooth root, look at it under a microscope, and count the number of rings that are found in that cross-section. And that'll tell you how old a bear is. And that's the best way we have of telling how old a bear is. Man, that's pretty cool. Mm. Same yeah. way same way you measure the, the age of trees. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. All right. Well, Baloo. Come back to Baloo. He was uh, in the jungle book, rubbing his back on trees to get that itch, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it sort of makes sense. But uh, my next my next fact. Baloo was a sloth bear. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let, let, I'll just... That's like a simmering in, really, for the facts. Let that sink in first, Sarah, because that is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 enough to blow your mind. Wow. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Carry on. You ready? Okay. Good. All right. A group of bears is either called a sleuth or a sloth of bears. So if you have a sloth bear, it's <laughs> it's basically called a group of bears bear. <laughs> now that that's a fact that's going to blow your mind. I thought your so, mind was blown on the first one. To be honest, scientists that study bears are absolutely terrified if they ever spot a sloth bear in the world because someone will go, "Oh, look, sloth bear." And they'll go, a whole group yeah. of bears? Oh, no. Oh, no, we done for. Yeah. Yeah. Happens every time. They get caught out every, too easily. Every yeah. time. Every time. Yeah. All right, then. I like that. I like that. I did not know that. And that is my sort of silly fact that I like. Okay, so my final fact of this week's fact off is about a very special type of bear. And that is the water bear, which... I admit it's cheating because it's not a bear at all. Oh. But the water bear, or tardigrade as it is also known, they're not bears at all. They're actually more closely related to arthropods. So, like, scorpions and spiders and stuff like that. But they are said to be the world's toughest animal. So they're only up to about half a millimetre in size. And tardigrade that their name alone their actual name means slow paced but despite that some of the species can survive at temperatures below 270 degrees celsius below zero so i should have just said minus 70 degrees celsius and can survive up to 150 degrees celsius above zero <laughs> wow <laughs> which is pretty cool but what's even more cool that uh don't you mean what's even cooler oh very good sir very good what's even cooler is that a tardigrade or or can, warmer or warmer actually a tardigrade <laughs> can lose up to 99 percent of its water content and l- its living processes can be near suspended for years before being basically brought back to life. In this state, known as a ton, the metabolism of the tardigrade will be as little as 0.01% of its normal working rate. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it has enabled them to basically proliferate in every habitat possible, helped by the fact that they can switch between being asexually and sexually reproductive. The different species can be asexual or sexual and they can often be carried off by the wind and just form a new population somewhere completely new 
And one of the places they are said, I guess this probably isn't because of the wind, but one of the places that they are most likely to be found some point in the future is that many scientists think they are almost certainly going to be found on the moon. So you could even say, Sorrel, that they will be the first aliens that we'll find. Oh, yeah. The first the first bears on the moon. First bears on the moon. So not, not necessarily a, a bear of one of those eight species, but no. the water bear. Is a pretty cool bear. Yeah, as the as the sole member of the society that can say what bears can be called bears, I will allow it. Thank you. Hopefully, we do find them on the moon. Hey. But moving on, my third moving and final on. fact, and I'm going to talk about. We're going to go back in time a bit. We go back in time, not back in space, like you just went over. We're going to go back in time, mm. and we're going to talk about the largest mammal carnival that ever existed, that we have a record of anyway. The largest mammal carnival was a bear. His name was the giant short-faced bear, which is, you know, a little bit ironic because it's giant, but it's got a short face. So it means his body must have been huge for its face to be called short. And you'd be correct in that assumption because it was six foot five tall at shoulder height when it was on its all fours, which is pretty big. That's what, how tall are you, El? You're about six foot, six foot three. No, I'm six foot six. Oh, are you? Yeah, you've never said that yeah. before. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. ever mentioned that. No. Yeah, so about your height, shoulder tall on four feet. Wow. Just huge. It's pretty big. Yeah. Existed about 12,000 years ago. So a long time ago, but not that long, because as you said about polar bears and grizzly bears diverging, it was about 150,000 years ago. So, you know, definitely within human lifetime by, by far. Died out about the same time that mammoths died out as. So mm. quite recently. It's a pretty big bear. Yeah, pretty big, big bear. bears. Big bears and moon bears. We got them all there. Yeah, this is the place to come if you want. You want all the types of bears. Yeah, but I think it is time for this big bear <laughs> to draw our lovely bear episode to a close. Sorrel, uh, I don't know about you. I know we say this every week, and maybe it's because <laughs> maybe it's because with the number of beers we're drinking, we're going to enjoy every beer. But <laughs> I have been thoroughly enjoying my bear island. I have too. I have too. Yeah, would recommend to would recommend. It's another recommendation from us. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also very much enjoyed your company once yeah. again, Sorrel. Make sure to vote about... on the vote on Instagram again. We'll sneak that in there. Make sure to vote for who you thought won. I thought it was quite close this week, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a close one. But yeah. I mean, did you have a fact about bears drinking beer, Sorrel? I didn't. I didn't. didn't. I know. You didn't. It's, it's, it's what this show was made for, really. So. I, yeah, I know. Come you on, are. Elliot fans. Get on it. Yeah, Let's make win, it 1-1. Yeah. But I guess all we've got time to say then, Sorrel, is... Thank you very much for listening, our lovely listeners. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much and good night. Good night.